Hey guys, my name is Alec and I am your host of the Coffee Unleashed podcast where we talk about coffee and business and everything in between. Uh, we are very excited today because we have a good friend of ours, uh, Jake from uh, Fellow Products out in California. Um, if you've been into our shop, um, you have seen Fellow Products and uh, you've seen us using them. Uh, as best that we can and uh, we're excited to have him on today to just chat a little bit about that um, So yeah, we're gonna sit down with Jake uh, chat a little bit as we dive into Episode 18 of the coffee unleashed podcast again If you guys have any questions or maybe you want to hear your topic uh, or you have a guest in mind You'd like to hear from uh, make sure and email us at hello at indiecoffeeroasters.com We would love to get uh, those questions answered, as well as maybe feature some people that you guys be, would be interested in hearing. So uh, make sure and do that if you haven't already. And uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook for all updates on the podcast and our company as a whole. So after all of that, uh, welcome uh, Jake from Fellow Products. How are you doing, Jake? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Alec. It's uh, awesome to finally be on. Yeah, it's a, it is exciting. We've, uh, like you said, we've been working with you guys for longer than you've been working at Fellow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which is uh, sad for you because Fellow's great, but uh, awesome for us too because uh, we've loved uh, loved working with you guys. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm just happy to be part of the team. So I think I mentioned that, you know, you've been working with Fellow longer than I've been around on our last uh, little chat. But yeah, it's been, it's been an awesome team to, to come and join and like a great, great business to, to be a part of. Yeah. And that's really what sort of drew us over to partnering with you guys was just, uh, the connection that, uh, we have with you and, and your products. And, uh, obviously the products are great. Um, but that, uh, that personal connection that you guys have been able to have is, uh, has been really great as well. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, what we like to do with all of our guests is sort of ask what, uh, coffee have you been enjoying lately and, and, uh, maybe how have you been making it? Yeah. Um, well, I actually just fixed myself a cup of, uh, it's a slate. Um, I have an Ethiopian natural from slate and it's been pretty darn good. Um, it was actually a coffee that we featured in our store in December. And, uh, I took home one of the old bags after, uh, it was too late for us to sell them. So I've been nursing that for the past couple of weeks, but it's still pretty damn good. Agreed. I, uh, we, uh, we like their stuff as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about, uh, just fellow as a whole for the people that haven't, um, you know, heard of them or, yeah, or you totally. guys and, uh, and then, uh, talk a little bit about, um, you know, the products and maybe, um, how you've been excited to work with other coffee shops. Yeah, you got it. Um, so yeah, Fellow was founded a little over five years ago in 2013, um, kind of as the uh, brainchild of another Jake, um, Jake Miller. So he graduated from Stanford Business School. Um, and right after graduating, he had this idea for uh, a new coffee brewer um, that he called the Duo. And while the duo is very near and dear to our hearts, like it wasn't always the, the future of fellow. Um, we still make it and, and sell a decent amount, but mm -hmm. um, it's, it's kind of big and bulky and it's got a lot of complex moving parts. But um, 
Yeah, Fellow kind of really hit its stride when we came out with our stag kettle. Mm -hmm. So it's a gooseneck kettle. Um, we have a bunch of different colors now, but uh, in the beginning it was only stainless steel and uh, matte black. Um, and that kind of really kickstarted the business. Um, I think we launched that in 2015, but I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been a roller coaster ever since we came out with that. Um, and then we actually released an electric version of the kettle in uh, November of 2017. And mm -hmm. that has really changed our whole business. Mm -hmm. It's been um, pretty crazy to just kind of see how it's been kind of widely adopted by a lot of different, you know, coffee drinkers and mm -hmm. coffee shops and um, just people everywhere. So that's been really fun to kind of just see that explode over the last year and a half for us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, what's been great um, to see from you guys and just from a uh, business owner, coffee professional type of viewpoint is that you guys have listened really well to your customers and listened really well to your, uh, you know, customer base, whether it be coffee professionals or maybe home coffee, uh, brewers. But, uh, you see that a lot with the, um, stag kettle, even when you release that and, yeah. uh, even some of the iterations that have been in place with that. And, um, that, that to me is just such a, a vital piece of, uh, business strategy, I guess, is, um, not, not that the customer or consumer is always right, you know, or listening to every review isn't necessarily a great strategy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, taking in information and using it, uh, intelligently to understand maybe what the market is looking for and, and how you as a company can fit. Um, I think that you guys have been a great example of that. Um, yeah, and I mean, why I, that works. I, I can speak to that for, for like the first iteration of the stag kettle. Um, you know, when it first came out, uh, we, we had to listen to some customer feedback. Um, and I say we, but I wasn't with the company at the time, mm -hmm. but I've, I've heard enough about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a couple of like issues with the first iteration of the kettle. Um, so sometimes if you're trying to pour too slowly, uh, water would kind of dribble down on the spout. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was some feedback that we heard early on um, and how to go back. And uh, we actually did like a little beveled edge inside of the interior of the spout. So it's got mm -hmm. a much sharper point. So you're able to get a finer pour. Um, so that eliminated a lot of that like dribble down. Mm -hmm. um, another thing on the first iteration of the stag kettle, uh, we had a, like a plastic lid that we found out pretty quickly um, it kind of, it can melt if you, if you yep. leave it on the stove for too long. <laughs> yep. So I know we had to rethink that and now we have a stainless steel lid for mm -hmm. all the stag kettles. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just a way of like, you know, always, you know, watching your existing products and seeing how people are receiving them and, and listening to customer feedback. Um, I know that that's something that's really important to us. Um, and just to always be improving, you know, any product that we come out with. Yeah. And I, to support it. Yeah. And I think that that is such a big key. Um, like you said, taking in that information properly and digesting it um, and sort of mulling around with it and uh, but not being afraid to, uh, you know, grow and change uh, the product that you've been 
you know, yeah. working with, um, because, you know, people, people are obviously, obviously always excited about improvements to something, you know? Um, and I think what you guys have done obviously really well is not feeling like every single product the second it releases has to be entirely foolproof and perfect. Uh, yeah. but you're an understanding that, um, there can always be continual improvement that, that goes on. Uh, obviously you want to do it to the best of your ability, but, uh, like you said, there's, there's hard, there's some things that you don't know, uh, what will pan out until, you know, it sort of gets out into the field and, um, you know, you see it sort of pilot tested and, and run really well. Um, yeah. And, and that's just really about, the way to figure that out. Yeah. And especially, I mean, when you come out with a new product, you know, you can always think that you're going to know everything that's going to go wrong or everything yeah. that's going to happen with it, but you know, you'd be lying. So there's always, you know, one or two crazy things that'll pop up anytime you release something new. Um, and it's always, I mean, fun to hear some of that feedback and scary to hear some, some of the yeah. other feedback. Um, but yeah, the, the key is to just kind of take that feedback and, and see what improvements you can make and, and how you can do things differently moving forward. Yeah. And I think it's great to, you know, turn, you know, somewhat of what could be considered a negative and swing it into a positive and, and look at it in a way that you're, um, continually partnering with your customers in a big way and knowing that, um, you know, you are excited to get their feedback and not frustrated because, you know, for me, being someone that uses the product both at home and, and in our shop, um, knowing that we have the ability to share feedback, uh, just makes me want to, uh, connect uh, on a deeper level, you know, because, um, it's not this weird, um, you know, distance that, you know, or some craziness that we'll never feel connected with the manufacturer, even though, we're the ones using it day to day and, and you guys aren't the ones, you know, using it, uh, and putting it through its paces all the time, you know? So, yeah. um, that, that's definitely been a huge, uh, piece, uh, for us as a, as a customer, that's been a big priority is, um, just continually building those relationships and understanding that, you know, I'm a lot more, um, you know, I'm a lot more forgiving for companies like you guys that, uh, maybe make mistakes, but are willing to continue to heal, hear feedback rather than working with companies that will still make mistakes, but aren't willing to hear that feedback from the people yeah. that are using their stuff. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of that also has to do with the fact that like right now we're, we're such a small team still. We're, mm-hmm. I think we have 13 people, um, on our team. So mm-hmm. like still small enough that anytime something pops up, like mm-hmm. everybody on the team is hearing about it. So yeah. everybody has eyes on a problem or everybody has eyes on an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's really like this whole collective group think attitude of like, how can we tackle this? How can we, you know, allocate the best resources towards this? Um, so that definitely makes, makes the company a fun place to work for. Um, yeah. Just having like a lot of openness and, and lots of like different team members working together. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, uh, I think from a, if we're speaking a little bit into, um, business owners that may be listening, this idea that, you know, 
everybody has to be fully bought in to the mission and vision of what you guys are hoping to tackle because that's what that's what makes it so easy for you guys to have people that are willing to tackle you know problems that pop up um, or are willing to tackle things as a team because you know they're all fully invested into moving the ball forward where um, if you don't have you know people or maybe you don't have a solid mission and vision statement um, or something you can run after uh, then it's really difficult for people to want to jump on board to fixing you know problems or or want to be a part of it yeah and like i mean one one pretty cool aspect that has kind of popped up for us recently so um obviously every year on on christmas day there's a lot of people um who are getting you know new presents and, and new things and you know hopefully there's a lot of people getting a lot of fellow gear um mm-hmm. but one thing that always pops up when somebody gets gifted something is sometimes they don't know how to use it or you know have questions or comments so the week and the week or two weeks after christmas you know we always get an increased amount of uh, customer service tickets mm-hmm. um, whether that be like you know requests for if they can exchange it for a different color or mm-hmm. um, if they want to return it and, and get a different item or something like that um, and i know one thing that has popped up for us is we only have one person who handles our customer service emails but mm-hmm. Um, for that, you know, next week or two after Christmas, uh, my boss also named Jake, um, kind of told everyone on the team, like, you know, this is, this is going to require more than just our, our one customer service person. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's going to need to get in the trenches. And he mentioned that, I don't know if it's true, but something about the CEO of FedEx, like during the holiday season, he gets into a truck and he drives around and delivers packages. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, you know, what you're your job is or what your title is, but you know, you got to take responsibility and, and help out your team where you can. And so that's, that's something where everybody kind of gets down into the trenches and tries to help, uh, help dig out of the customer service inbox when it, when it gets too heavy. Yeah. And I think that that, I mean, it's such a, I mean, it comes from the top down, obviously, you yeah. know, that speaks into, uh, the leadership of, of your, uh, CEO and, and all of that. And, um, as well as, um, you know, I think for people that may be struggling with that idea or struggling with, uh, you know, how to captivate the leadership that way, I think it's just a matter of, you know, surrounding yourself company wise with people that are willing to, do whatever it takes to, like you said, uh, make things happen and, uh, pick each other up when things go wrong, even if, you know, that's not inside their job description. Um, yeah. Yeah. and, uh, I know that our company and yours is very similar in that arena where, you know, we have a lot of, you know, we try to continue to keep everybody as productive as possible and, and everyone sort of in their wheelhouse and doing what, what really helps. But, um, like we were talking about last week, we, you know, had a crazy December and that was where, you know, everybody was stepping up to do what needed to take place. And, um, and it's definitely cool to see everybody come together that way. And, uh, it definitely makes some of that stuff feel less, uh, of a burden and and more like teamwork, um, which is always good. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, as far as um, you working with fellow, what um, sort of uh, got you excited to partner with them and and uh, and continue to grow sort of 
uh, in the coffee world, but uh, on the manufacturer side? Yeah, so I first got involved with Fellow um, a couple years ago, actually. Um, I don't know if I've told you this before, Alec, but like mm-hmm. I took an interesting path to to get here. Sure. Um, so I didn't I didn't come from coffee at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually worked at a large tech company out in the Bay Area and was really unhappy with uh, with my job there. And then I decided to just quit and didn't really have a a next step, uh, you know, thought out. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing and another kind of led me to think maybe I wanted to move to New Zealand for a little while. All so right. I actually, <laughs> I moved to New Zealand for uh, about five months and worked at a winery okay. uh, during one of their harvests down there. Mm-hmm. But before I did that, I had a couple months where I wasn't doing anything at all. Mm-hmm. And I've already mentioned the other Jake, but I sent him an email. Um, I'd known him for a couple of years, actually. And I sent him an email and just said, hey, man, like, you know, I've I've got a couple months before I'm moving to New Zealand and I've got nothing going on. Like, do you need a couple months of free work? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what? I can't say no to that. Mm-hmm. I want to start on Monday. And I said, sure thing. So <laughs> I was the sales intern at Fellow for about two and a half months from, I think, December of 2016 to February of 2017. And then mm-hmm. I went to New Zealand for five months. And then once I came back, um, was kind of home for a couple months. And then eventually uh, Jake ended up giving me a call and, and letting me know that he had an opening on his team. And yeah, one thing led to another. And now I've kind of been officially with the company for a little over 13, 14 months now. Mm -hmm. And it's been an awesome ride so far. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's kind of how I came to be at Fellow. But Mm -hmm. before that, I had never really worked in coffee. Um, But like, it's been a crazy amount of fun to sort of dive first into this world. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's hard for me to speak like um, about like a a background with baristas and stuff like that. Like, Mm Um, just because that's not really the world that I come from. Um, Mm -hmm. I came more from the sales side and and sort of like the product side. Um, But yeah, it's definitely been fun to get exposed to a lot of that. I'm still trying to learn my my way around an espresso machine. And uh, (laughs) I'm really good at making really bad latte art. There you go. I've been working on it. the best kind. Yeah. Yeah. Really good at dots and... uh, hearts that look like butts there you go perfect um yeah and i think that that's um that's such a good um good thing to for our listeners to to think about is you know it's so much about the individual not necessarily about um you know the resume or um you know uh, what maybe on paper or what maybe the perception is for whatever uh, you know, position that may be is, and, and we look at it the very similarly when we're talking about our team. Um, you know, we have some individuals that, that work with us that have never, um, made, uh, coffee professionally ever before. Um, and some that have been in coffee for three or four years. Um, and, uh, it's just a great mix of education and, learning, but also people fitting into their sweet spots. Um, and I always encourage, you know, 
similar to what Jake did for you is, you know, think, uh, think about the role that you're looking to, uh, to achieve and then find the individual that really fits that. Um, yeah. because you can train anybody to do anything, you know, as long as they have the drive and they're willing and as, and if they can get behind your, your mission and vision, uh, you know, training is easy. Um, but teaching drive and teaching, uh, mission and vision isn't. Um, and, uh, so that's definitely something that, uh, is important for the listeners to understand is that whole, as well as, you know, if there's listeners out there that are maybe just, uh, employees or, or things like that, like, don't be afraid like you to, to offer up your services for free. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, sometimes all it takes is kind of like a selfless act to, to get oh, yeah. the door and. And yeah, and just this idea of wanting to learn, man, like, you know, you yeah. have the desire to really try to hone in your skills and, and, uh, and learn well. And, um, you know, if there's people out there that are looking to do that, you know, offer it. Yeah. And, you know, the worst thing they can do is say no. Um, exactly. And, uh, you always try again, but, um, yeah. And, uh, I think that's also the great part about the coffee industry and all of that is that, it's a good, uh, diverse blend of a lot of different types of backgrounds and people. And everybody sort of has a, a story of how they got involved in coffee or maybe the industry. And, um, we always tell everybody just to, uh, tell your story, whether it be, um, you know, the prototypical, you know, working coffee story or, or maybe looked a little different. It's just important to tell your story and, um, and do it that way. So, um, yeah. Um, so tell me, uh, before we wrap up here, tell me a little bit about, um, you talked a little bit about the stag and the yeah. stag EKG. Um, we, and we at the shop, we use the stag dripper, which is the stag pour over, um, or not stag pour over, but the pour over method or yeah. system that you guys have, have made, uh, talk a little bit about, um, the, uh, newer products that you've launched and, and, uh, you know, how that can help out with people. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so I'll, yeah, I guess I'll touch on our, our Stag X Brewer first, um, which you mentioned. So yeah, we have two pour over brewers that we call the Stag X and the Stag XF, um, with the XF being uh, kind of like a larger brewer for larger batches of coffee. Um, so for the, the X Brewer, you can pretty much make one cup with that. Um, I've maxed out about like 30 grams of coffee in there, mm-hmm. um, anything more than that. And it kind of tends to clog a little bit and, and there's not enough room to, to add a lot of water. So you get a really slow pour, but, um, hmm. for the XF, you know, you can, you can brew, uh, like probably like two to three cups with that one. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of people question us on those drippers, you know, why we did a double wall. Mm-hmm. Um, vacuum sealed metal uh, dripper and the main reason is just for for temperature control so yeah um, if you're brewing into something like a chemex where it's you know it's got glass um, and yep. it's only single walled what's going to happen is um, that glass acts as like a heat sink so as yep. soon as you start pouring you're going to get uh, i think it's like an eight degree temperature loss right from that initial pour um, sure. whereas with the our X and XF brewers, it's only about a one degree temperance or temperature differential. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're able to get like a much more consistent brew temperature. Um, so it's definitely interesting to kind of like 
see the output temperature when you're comparing the X brewer with something like a Chemex or mm -hmm. like a ceramic dripper. Yep. Um, so you're able to brew at lower temperatures as well because you're not getting that initial loss. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's definitely an interesting product that allows yep. you for some some experimentation. Um, yeah, but we that's been out for for a little while now. But we just yeah. recently launched um, a couple new products um, in November. So we launched a new ceramic line mm -hmm. um, that we're calling the Monty, uh, and those have been pretty pretty awesome to play with. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of hard to describe a product yep. in a podcast. Um, yeah, but, just so we, think of amazing cups that are like almost perfect, perfectly designed. That's how I look <laughs> at it. <laughs> okay, that's far from true, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we have two lines of ceramic cups. So the first one is what we call the Joey. Um, and I, I'll, I'll just describe the Joey really quickly because it'll help me um, explain Monty. Um, so for Joey, it's a double walled ceramic. It's got kind of like a wide base and then it tapers off towards the top for like a narrower, um, opening. And then the, the inside is like a straight inner wall down. Um, and then it's also got a copper bottom. Uh, but the way that the copper meets the ceramic, um, for the, the mug, it actually makes it so that it's not dishwasher safe. Mm -hmm. um, and so going back to, you know, listening to our customers and, and yep. gathering that feedback, moving forward, we, we knew that we wanted to try and improve on our, our current design and try and try and make something that was dishwasher safe. Um, so we had to rethink how we, we designed those ceramic mugs. Mm -hmm. um, and rather than scrapping Joey, we're still making Joey, we're going to keep making Joey. Mm -hmm. um, we just decided to come out with like a supplementary design that internally it's kind of like a, a joey 2.0 yeah uh, so we solved a lot of the issues like the yeah. dishwasher safe um the new cups are stackable so they're mm -hmm. they're easier storage um and then they've got like a bold almost parabolic inner wall that mm -hmm. um, allows for some really nice latte art so you're not yep. getting like a, a hard jagged edge that's going to mess yep. with the with the flow sure um so yeah that's that's monty um yeah. And then talk about the new storage thing. Yeah, that's that's I was gonna jump into yeah. that. Um, that's something that's that's been really exciting. So uh, we have a new product called Atmos um, or the Atmos vacuum canister. So if you think about like a uh, those little rubber stoppers that go on the tops of uh, wine bottles, where you mm -hmm. have a separate piece that you're using to suck the air out of the wine bottle so that it'll keep it fresher for longer. We kind of took that same idea and wanted to apply it to coffee storage. So the thinking there is that for storing coffee, um, you know, you're, if you're going to spend 15, 20, 25 bucks on like a nice bag of like lighter mm -hmm. medium coffee, you mm -hmm. want to make sure that you're going to get the most out of it. Yeah. So a lot of the time with bags like that, you know, they only have like a three to four week, like shelf life yep. for, for when that flavor is going to be best. Um, so our thinking was if we could design a canister that you could store your coffee in and remove the oxygen from that environment, then you'd extend the shelf life of the coffee by, you know, up to 50%. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So rather than going the traditional method that that wine stopper uses where you've got the stopper and then a separate component to pump it out, we wanted to mm-hmm. make it so that the lid of the canister actually has the vacuum pump built into it. Mm-hmm. So we have kind of like a twist action lid that by twisting it back and forth, um, and it's also going to depend on uh, how much coffee you have in the canister, but yeah. by twisting it back and forth about, you know, five, six, seven times, you're actually going to pull about a half an atmosphere of pressure um, on the inside of the canister. So mm-hmm. in theory, what's that, what that's doing is it's removing half of the oxygen and therefore you're going to extend the shelf life of your coffee. Sure. Uh, so that's been a product that was under development for, for quite some time here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've kind of had a lot of samples to play with. So it's been awesome to kind of like finally have it out in and ready and and out out in the world yeah yeah and i think uh that's uh, that's also been just really exciting to partner with you guys and see all the new innovation that you've been running through and um yeah and uh obviously you know we'll uh we'll link up all of that down below as far as your guys's area and some of your tutorials and all that and um but yeah uh, we really um, obviously appreciate you guys and, and appreciate uh, what you do personally, Jake. And uh, it's just been awesome to connect a little bit and um, and just learn more about your story and, and fellow. And um, again, we hope that everybody listening was able to get uh, some value out of it. Um, if not, we had a lot of fun anyway. Uh, so um, either way. Yeah, hopefully uh, there's value in this. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, so again, guys, um, if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe, um, to this podcast, um, wherever you are listening, uh, Google play, uh, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it is, uh, make sure and subscribe so you can get notified about some new episodes. Uh, we've got some exciting ones coming up. Um, so make sure that you do that a little recap into, uh, our trip at us coffee championships, as well as, uh, some other vendors we've been working with. So, um, make sure and subscribe again. If you have any questions for us, uh, you can email hello at indiecoffeeroasters.com. Uh, we will make sure and link, as I said, all of fellow product stuff, uh, their website and their blog and all of that. Um, so if you have make any sure, questions, make sure you there, follow fellow products at Instagram always. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll throw a link for that as well. They always have a fun, uh, way of sort of using their products and showing them off. So, uh, we'll link that down below. And again, if you guys have any questions about that, uh, make sure and message them there or, uh, or there's a contact form on their site as well. So you guys can, uh, can start using, uh, using fellow products at home or, or at your business. So, yeah. Uh, thanks again, Jake, for being here. And, um, My pleasure. A, yeah, yeah, we yeah. appreciate it. Um, and as always, guys, make sure to enjoy your coffee unleashed. <laughs>